<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toycast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, are you ready to talk some toys? Yes, I am. It's a new week, and I am, I am ready to talk some toys. So, uh, I will say for sure, if you're listening to this, you now know we are the TB Toycast. Not the TV action figure cast because we are officially talking about dolls. Did you ever think we'd get to this point? Um, honestly, ninety nine percent no because <laughs> right. of our demographic is is mostly, I would say, very strongly male and of the. I would say 30 to 40 range. Um, and dolls were for girls, not for, for guys. So, uh, But when we call it the toy cast, we cover all toys. So yep. I thought there might be a wild card every once in a while. So was it out of the realm of possibility? No. Did I think we'd get there? I don't think so. But I'm excited to uh, talk some uh, some full house. Yeah, it's that's our main event. Will be the Full House dolls. These were um, kind of in the mid '90s during the height of Full House, which obviously, with the passing of Bob Saget recently, it was uh, seemed like a, a good time to talk about these. Um, oddly enough, Travis, I saw these in the store a grand total of one time, and it was one of those things where I, it was such a vague memory, I wasn't sure if I remembered it correctly, but I did. And uh, a lot of people probably, obviously, know if you've listened to the show before. I throw in those little commercials usually between the uh, first segment into our main event. And there actually was a full house toy commercial. So I found wow. that. I was like, oh, all right. Like, and, and it's like girls playing with Barbie dolls. And I, and at that point it really hit me like, Ooh, this is, these are dolls. This is not a, this is not an action figure line whatsoever. Hey, we don't discriminate. We play with all of our toys, and we discuss all of the toys. Absolutely, we do. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It should be a lot of fun. And I'm still hoping at some point we get Full House Funkos, but who's to say? Uh, Freddy Funko is who says, to answer <laughs> your question. Yes, he does. Um, it's an even-numbered episode this week, so Travis, it is your week for an icebreaker. So do you have something to break the ice? I do, and... It is toy related somewhat, but um, you know we, we talk about having memories and childhood memories about things, and uh, I had one of those tonight um, with uh, with Gavin. Uh, he's in kindergarten, and uh, tonight was his very first book fair. Oh yeah, so. Uh, you know, it was funny. They were setting it up last week and he comes home from school Friday and it's like four 30 after he's get 
wound down and dad why didn't you send any money with me to the book fair and i said what are you talking about i don't know anything what about the book they're setting up the book fair so after school we went over to the book fair because it was open so my question is do you have any fond memories what not do you have what are your fond memories of going to the book fair uh, in, you know, elementary school and like middle school. So great memories. I love the book fair. I think everyone did, which is such an interesting thing, but it's smart because typically young kids are not into books, but it's like a good way to get them into interested in books. Um, I also, do you remember these in school? It was like a brochure. It was almost like a, the Scholastic Book Order Form. Yeah, and it was like a super thin paper. Yes. And, oh, man, how cool are those? Yeah, uh, well, the, those were awesome because I remember ours because it was like a just a fold-out. It was like one sheet that folded open. You had the middle section. And the back had the order sheet. Correct. And then uh, you cut the order slip off put it in an envelope with your check or cash Mm -hmm. and then they mailed it off and you got your books you know a a couple weeks later but i i bought so many i don't know if any of the listeners are going to remember this but like the boxcar children books oh yeah and uh a couple rl stein books i wasn't a big rl stein person but you know i got some goosebumps and uh, even some Hardy Boys, like because I, I know the Hardy Boy, not Jeff and uh, Matt, the the original Hardy Boys, and uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this one either. Gosh, this is a trip way down memory lane. But uh, do you remember Encyclopedia Brown? I don't. So. Encyclopedia Brown, it was, it, it was one of those other series of books for, like, young kids and teens and preteens. But um, Encyclopedia Brown was like a middle school kid or an elementary school kid, you know, 8, 9, 10, you know, fits a demographic. And he had a photographic memory. But he was also like Sherlock Holmes, so that... You know, somebody stole the painting at the museum, and then he would walk around and go click and have a photographic memory. And then all of a sudden, like every Scooby Doo episode, the last three pages, he has figured out the entire uh, mystery, and the town loves him, and the police loves him, and you have just saved the town by figuring out where the painting went or where the town's local lost dog went so um fun books as a kid um but uh yeah i remember to answer your question yes i definitely remember the scholastic book orders so i have two two pretty fun book fair stories when i was in first grade i remember going to my very first ever book fair and I don't remember. I think how ours worked was like we would go into the book fair and then it was like, go ask your parents for money and come back type of thing. 
and they had keep in mind, you know, my age, it was 92 when I was when I was in first grade. They had a WWF like biography book for kids. And so like each page would be like, you know, page 1 Hulk Hogan, page 2 Macho Man Randy Savage, and they had like probably 10 or 12 wrestlers in there. Right. This little paperback book had to had to had to get that. Um, I got that and some other book about Macaulay Culkin, which I thought Ooh. was fun because, you know, I knew him from Home Alone. Right. But, yeah, the, the so actually I'm going to bring up another book series that I um, – I didn't read it as much as Goosebumps. Goosebumps was a huge one for me um, around that age. It was actually the first book series that I was ever like – I actually want to read for entertainment, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember ordering – my friend was in it. Actually, his name is Spico. He was on an episode of You Know It's Fake Right uh, last year. He was really into Goosebumps, and he had a couple. And a Scholastic order form came out, and so my mom was like, well, yeah, you can order some. And so I ordered a box set of Monster Blood 1, 2, and 3. And the Whoa. Go- and uh, what was it? The Headless Ghost. I remember that very specifically. And thought that was so cool. Got those in. I was, like, super stoked to read them. Ended up picking up a couple more at Walmart. My mom was all about buying him because she was like, I'm just happy he's reading. Because I had really, when I was young, I had really bad reading comprehension. Mostly because mm-hmm. I probably had undiagnosed ADD, most likely. <laughs> it was like, and I, I've talked to so many people since then where it's like, I read a whole page and I'm done. And I'm not even paying attention, so I have no idea what I read, you know? <laughs> right. So they and asked I, me I questions apologize. About. I wasn't laughing at you saying that you had ADD as a kid, but it, it's just like. That's kind of like a generational thing now where people are like, oh, you have, you know, you had a hard time concentrating as a kid. You must have had, you know, not diagnosed ADD. Like, it's just kind of a a thing now. Like, everything has to, you just can't be, like, hyperactive or, you know, concentrate on anything else. You have to have some sort of medical condition. Anyway, back to toys and books. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I had a hard time reading. So my mom wanting me to read, and I think a lot of it was, it wasn't that I was having a hard time concentrating. It was, I wasn't interested in what I was reading. So I wasn't right. really totally paying attention much. Like if you're watching a movie or a TV show now and you're on your phone, you're not that interested, you know? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, I started reading the goosebumps. I really like those. And I remember a book fair was coming up. I think I was in fifth or sixth grade. I think I was in fifth grade. And and I'm all like, I want to get some goosebumps. Can't wait to get some goosebumps. And we get there, and there's this book series there that's brand new called Animorphs. Do you remember these? I do, because they showed the morphing on the covers. Yes. That stopped all of us dead in our tracks. Like, what is this? And I got one. With the kid turning into a gorilla. Ooh. I remember that very distinctly. And, again, it was like, woo, I want these. I remember liking them. Not as good as uh, Goosebumps, but I did like them. Because Goosebumps were all, like, their own story. These were more like a continuation of a story. Yeah. Like, the Goosebumps was, like, a more of, like, a self-contained. And there, there really wasn't ever... There were maybe a couple sequels here and there, but every, you didn't have to read yeah. one book to know what happened in the like other books. Exactly. And actually, they did an Animorphs TV show on Fox there for a little bit, but I didn't end up getting into those as much. But yeah, to answer your question, I guess, long story long, 
I loved the book fair, but of course, too, the book fair, they were really so smart to do just random little, not toys, but like junk you would never marks erasers you would never buy this in a million years but because it's at school it seems fun i remember getting a top that you could put a marker in and so when you spun it it drew like how how the top moved you know that's amazing i remember getting that and i remember getting like these do you ever remember those markers where it's all these different colors and then there was a white marker and if you drew the white marker on the color they would change colors Yes. I remember getting a set of those. Just, I mean, just total junk for the most part, but. Oh, you know what we walked out with tonight other than two books? What's that? A UV spy pen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Gavin goes, Dad, do you know what that says? And I said, what? He goes, that is a UV spy pen. I said, well, what's that mean? I don't know. What's UV mean? (laughs) He goes, but it's a spy pen. Oh, yeah. Well, I know now my niece and nephew are both in elementary school. They do a thing with the book fair called, they call it like breakfast with the grandparents or something. Okay. It's like an event. And so the grandparents come in, have breakfast with the kids. And guess where? Guess where they go? They go to the book fair. I'm like, Mm. someone is a genius because you take the grandparents who are going to buy the kids anything they want. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's super smart. You know what else the book fair takes now? Hmm. Credit and debit cards. Of course they do. Because I knew we were going tonight, and I, like, granted, it's been 30-some-odd years since I've been to a book fair, being, you know, 40 right now. So, like, I literally almost stopped at the ATM to pull out cash because all they had was cash, you know, at the book fair when we went. And I went. Well, I'm at the school. I better get cash. It's 2022. They have got to take a credit card or a debit card. And sure enough, she had her little credit card swiper. And then this is the next thing. Um, you know, It was $24.62. Okay. Would you like to just round it up to $25 and make that donation for the kids? Oh, my gosh. Like, how are you supposed to say no to something like that? Oh, yeah. It's so. like I, I anytime I go to the Panda Express here in town, they always ask if I want to round up for the children's hospital. I'm like, sure, because I'm like, I feel bad not contributing when they're asking me for pennies to the children's hospital, you know? Right. So, I yeah, I totally get you. But, yeah, to answer your question, man, book fairs were the – they were the jam back in the day. I'm glad that they're still a thing, you know, because I know digital and all that stuff. Like, right. I don't know. It's weird. Like I embrace technology, but I miss how things were, which right. I think is kind of where the nostalgia of this show comes in. Right. Like I miss going to the video store and renting a video and looking at the shelves and, you know, f- flipping the back of the box and asking the guy, like, How, hey, have you seen this? Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick this up. You know, or, you know, hoping, you know, if my dad wanted to rent, you know, maybe more of an R-rated film. Hey, you want to get your wrestling tape? Knowing that they could watch it without me coming in because 
I'm going to be preoccupied with my wrestling. So exactly. I don't know. I, I miss that element of it. So I'm glad a book fair is still around because it, it would be so easy to just be like, all right, pick out a book on Kindle, you know, but that's right. not the same, right? Oh yeah. And that's, you know, that was one of the reasons I, I brought it up because it, it literally, it's like I was in a time machine and went back. They had all the shelves up and the tables. And like you said, right next to the cash register, were all the useless knickknacks and you know he picked his books that he wanted his favorite books and then you know when we get up there can i get this it's like i'm that's my son but that's every kid in america because that's exactly what you did and it was uh it was a good time and i you know i thought you know, not necessarily toy related, but I, we all, I, I think we all, you know, loved, loved the book fair back oh, in the definitely, day. man. I, I must say that might be your best uh, icebreaker yet. Yes. <laughs> Victory. And that is our show. Thank you all. 50, and good night. Make sure to right, keep your waitresses. Almost 50 episodes to get a good icebreaker. <laughs> uh, well, of course we got to go to our next segment, which was what has us excited um, there's a couple things to talk about here, Travis. Um, I want to start with this, and I'll kick it over to you. We, I have a few things I'd like to discuss, but uh, we saw some reveals uh, this week from Mattel, some WWE reveals. Now, we're not a wrestling figure podcast. If you want you know, the real inside scoop, I check out uh, Fully Posable. But um, still yet, we're both fans, and they, they showed some good stuff. We saw new Legends. Uh, we saw some new Elites, new Basics, new Ultimates. And some new WWE superstars. All in all, some good stuff. But I can't say I was overly excited about anything. I felt the same way. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I used to get all jazzed up and excited for all of the the new releases. It's like, I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get it. And... I saw them and, you know, some were good, uh, some were bad, uh, some were five heads or really bad. Uh, poor Bret Hart. I don't think uh, the man is ever going to get a decent head scan out of Mattel. Um, so I don't remember his defining moments from back in the day looking that bad. No, and that was his first one. That's what like, I mean. Like, that's the one that came with the title and the Canadian flag. I remember that one being good. It's like, what the hell happened here? And then he had a, a random basic that was really, really good. I don't know if it was the one that was in like the Shawn Michaels hall of champions or like, or some other just like off the wall, like SummerSlam yeah. basic where he had a, a good head scan, but like, Mattel literally, you can't fault them, I guess. They listen to the fans and the outcry of, quit putting spaghetti string hair in front of Brett's face. Well, they did. They just gave him a hairline that goes back to the top of his middle of his head. He looks like balding Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it, it is not good. Um, I'm I'm not super, super particular on heads most of the time, oddly enough, but... Because, like, I've, I've told you, like, you know, some of the AEW figures, like, I, I got the, the Trent figure in from Steve Hoker. Shout out to him. And it's a great figure. The head is a little off. Dax right. Harwood's head's a little bit off. 
but I'm like, eh, it's not that big a deal. But this one is right. It's, it's a toy, so it 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 doesn't have to look a hundred percent. Being a little off is one thing. Being so far off that it's like insulting to the talent. That's a whole different deal. This is you know any of the fully posable listeners for a long time are gonna remember this. This is like lemon face Becky bad, like early Sasha Banks figures bad. Like it's just. Billy Gunn, uh, Titantron Live. Oh, that's going to be our end of the year award. Like, yeah, it's just bad. But with the bad, and I'm glad you brought this up because we, you know, we had a little bit of text conversation and, you know, Steve Hoker was in this as well. I'm going to, I'm going to grill you, man. What are your thoughts on these uh, WWE superstars now? So when when they announced series one, you know, which was Flair, Hollywood Hogan, Honky Tonk Man, and this really bad Bray Wyatt, I'm not a fan of that. I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like, I it's it's the Motu style, but they're just wrestling figures. That's a fun idea. Like, why didn't they do this all along? Type of thing. And the card art, you know, was LJN esque. I was into it, but. I kind of I heard the price increase. I think they were twenty dollars. Yep. It was hard for me to be like. Mm-hmm. I felt like fifteen was a bit much already. Like now you're upping it again. I don't know because we were paying twelve and fifteen for WWE Motu. Because I think did they even start out like twelve or twelve ninety nine? They may they have. I even... don't. I don't remember. I remember most of those being fourteen, but I, I could be wrong. I but, think the first series may have been twelve or twelve ninety nine, depending on where you, you went, just because they were just a little bit more than basics. But I, I do remember us talking about them being a twenty dollar figure. Yeah, and so when when they showed those off, like the Hollywood Hogan and the Flair, there was nothing wrong with them, but there's nothing about those that grabbed me either. And and then you know I saw the honky tonk, like oh that's cool with the jumpsuit and stuff, but still not enough to make me want to collect them. Series two was teased a while back when we saw that they were doing a Shawn Michaels and Hall and Nash. Now we found out the fourth figure is going to be the ultimate warrior, but he's going to have a duster on and he's got the duster with the comic book of warrior from 96 on. Yes. From warrior comp warrior Warrior, creations, right? Yeah. Warrior one, the comic or warrior comic one, however you, you want to put it, it was the one that uh, Vince McMahon got scammed into buying, I think, 1.5 million copies, and all of them were put in WWF Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, great comic, though. I have... I had it at uh, one time. Yeah, I've got uh, a couple copies. I also have a uh, signed San Diego Comic-Con exclusive foil-stamped version of it. Nice. I uh, I bought that way back in the day when before Warrior it, it was at the downfall of Warrior when all of his crazy stuff came out and yeah I, I, it was one of those comics I had always wanted but was always super high because Warrior number one signed San Diego like it checks yeah. all the boxes for collectible comic and one of those late night eBay finds I'm like <gasps> gotta get it so. Well, to go back to what you were you were asking me, like, do I like what do I think of these? 
I think the Shawn Michaels is great. I think the Ultimate Warrior is great. I'm not real impressed with the Hall and Nash, to be totally honest with you. I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50. You, you mentioned, you've made a phrase on here that I, I really like, a game day decision. Ooh. I feel like that's where I'm at with these, right? Because I could tell myself I'm not buying these, but we've all been there. You have money to spend. You walk down the toy aisle, and that's all you find. I know. I think I'm going to do that with Hollywood Hogan. Like, I'm not going to have anything. I'm going to see that Hollywood Hogan and go, I need Hollywood. And honestly, too, with a lot of the figures now going from, like, 20 to 22, if these stay at 20, or even if they were 18, I might be like, yeah, okay. It's something about that extra couple of bucks. You're just like, hmm, too much. And I don't know why that is, but we all feel it. Yeah. I, I hope. I guess I was hoping these would stay at $15 and I know I'd be all in on it because if you know, I know you remember we weren't making the podcast, but when the masters of the WWE universe came out and they were 12 to 15. So I don't remember which, but, and they were readily available. I was able to go buy them at a cheap price and then use them for customs. Right. And, because all those pieces just pop apart and you know your jacks heads fit on them and they're a little big but it, it works for them and the mattel heads work you know i made uh king harley race the legion of doom um kane like it was cool to be able to just pop and go and i want to do that with these guys to make more of a roster but when i if i need you know, the blue trunks off of Honky Tonk Man, but skin legs or, you know, skin colored legs off of the Ric Flair and skin colored uh, chest from Ric Flair and a Roddy Piper head. Like, do I really want to spend like 60 to $80 in fodder pieces to make one? Whereas before it was like 24 to 30, like, yeah. And I know that's a, like a customization thing, and a lot of people don't do that. But it, it made this line fun because I wasn't painting details. I could just pop and go. Yeah. It, it, no, it I, I get very you. Very simple. I also know, like I was talking to a good friend of ours, Jason Wolf, one time, and he brought up, like, if you take the man-at-arms body and you put the Skeletor head on him and switch the legs out, it's like a, a green Skeletor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, so when you figure out stuff like that, it does kind of make it fun. I feel like this would be a kid's dream to be able to have, like, a legitimate, you know, Ultimate Warrior to, you know, but not like a Motu Ultimate Warrior. Actual Ultimate Warrior that could battle Skeletor. Yes. Or any of the uh, Motu villains. I think that's really fun. But I don't know. It's a game day decision for me. Um as far as everything else Mattel showed, there was nothing that just grabbed me. But I'll be honest, I was hoping for retros. We didn't see any of those. And I know we just got the first wave released, which apparently that's shipping soon. So I haven't got my notification yet, but hopefully it, it's soon. Um, so I was hoping for that. I didn't get any of that. Other than, Everything else was kind of blah for me. I mean, I know a lot of people love the Legends line, and I think it's awesome. But I feel like there's been so many retreads lately. It's just not like... Stacy Keebler was an interesting choice because I don't think she's had a figure since like what Jax, 
Yeah, she had that Jax, and it was only one figure, and I think it was with Test. Like she had the yeah, like sweater and skirt type thing, and she wasn't really even posable. She had like her hands on her hips with her like hip out to the side. Like it, I it swore wasn't... she had one single figure, but it was like a weird. Was like, it like an off the rope yeah, or like a Royal like Rumble something? Like one of those just off series. Yeah, something and I could be wrong, just some type of repaint, but and and I I actually think her having the two heads where you could do kind of like Stacy or Miss Hancock, I think that's super cool. Yeah, that's uh I mean, that's a deep cut. You yeah, know, a lot of people don't remember Miss Hancock from the WCW days. Dude, I had such a crush on Miss Hancock. Oh my god. I you know, I I don't quote Conrad Thompson very often, but I hate David Flair. She was all the way live, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So I think it's cool to throw things like that. I think the Legends line has been some stuff we wouldn't normally get, like the Vader from early WCW was fun. Mean Mark is really cool. The ECW Bam Bam. Yeah, and stuff like that. But it's like we've had a Razor and a Scott Hall. We've got a Kevin Nash, Big John Stud. Like a lot of these guys we've already had. And it's cool that, like, okay, the only way to get Big John Stud before was the Bobby Heenan four-pack. Right. So this is his only single release, which is great. But, I don't know, well, at a certain point, you're like, let's throw some new people into this. Like, Are we are we getting too old? And what I mean by that, because the Legends lines now consist of NWO and DX members. Like, Yeah, yeah absolutely we are. Like... But, like, throw in is some it, guys that, like, what what I wish would happen is WWE would allow more characters. Like, why aren't you trying to get more legends? I, I feel like they have a very small playbook right now. Mattel does. And I know you hear it all the time. Like, if they become available to us, we will make them. But it's like their playbook is small. Like, why aren't we getting I, more Attitude Era guys? I These guys are signing with, with other companies. Why aren't WWE doing it? I think that they are definitely being held back and hindered by WWE. And they not only just with the legends, because the legends have to be under a legends contract. But, you know, we even talked about that with the releases. Like, they're a business. They're And as a business, they need to make money. So. Yep. You know, there's going to be a new Carrion Cross figure come out in the Elite line here in the next couple lines. Right. Carrion Cross will have been gone for six months. Well, I, think a, an, I think an Adam Cole's about to hit pegs. He's been in AEW for, like, he debuted right. in September, right? It all out? Yeah. And the, the War Games Adam Cole from two years ago when they all wore the camo is finally coming out yeah like so and that entire stable's gone <laughs> yeah they're all gone so it's i definitely think it's uh they're having problems with wwe so it'll you know i feel bad for them but like you i i think the legends line needs to be revamped and a or well, not necessarily revamped but a new blood uh, 
you know, new, new blood in the line. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be fun. Um, as far as everything else that has us excited, I, one more thing I want to throw out there, actually two more things and I'll kick it over to you. This is a small thing, but I thought this was really cool. Um, cause they announced a new line of X-Men Marvel legends. Well, I remember a guy in high school, I was talking, we were, me and another kid were talking about X-Men and we were talking about the X-Men movies cause I think X2 was about to come out. Yes, I'm old. Thank you. And me and this other guy were talking about the cartoon, which is kind of funny now because that's getting rebooted for Disney Plus. And a guy there was like, you know who my favorite X-Men character is? Maggot. And I'm like, I've never even heard of him. He's like, yep, a lot of people have it, but he was such a cool character and he kind of described him to me. I thought he was lying for the longest time until I actually looked it up. I'm like, I'll be dang. Well, they're making a maggot Marvel Legends. Like, holy crap, good on Hasbro for reaching down into that endless cycle of characters that Marvel has. I, I agree, man. Like, and they're, they're at that point where, you know, if they throw one of them in a line, uh, they're, they're not hurting anything. You know, they may not sell, but at least they're getting it. Um, you know, a comparable one is the, I think it's the Dr. Strange line that's hitting right now. Sure. Um, I think it's that line, but there's a sleepwalker figure that is coming out and he's another deep cut from the comic boom of the nineties. And this is the very first sleepwalker figure. So, uh, I'm happy for it and, you know, Keep them coming out because somebody somewhere has wanted that figure. And you know, will you sell a million of them like Spider-Man, Wolverine, Gambit, Iron Man, Captain America? Definitely not. But you'll get them out there and you're going to make somebody's day. And that's really what you know toys are about, making, making yourself happy and, and just being finally getting that holy grail or favorite figure or something you liked as a kid in, in plastic form. I think I will buy the maggot simply because it's a cool looking figure and it's such a deep cut, like you said. And I guess in my own mind, like telling them like, Hey, keep doing this. Cause this is a fun idea. So yeah, good on them. Uh, my last thing I want to bring up, uh, I guess heels and faces is going to be in hand. Sooner rather than later, they're shipping from the overseas factory, and I guess at that point they will be put on the cards, and uh, we will have them in hand, Travis. I know me and you both ordered all of Series 1, and I've actually ordered everything from Heels and Faces thus far. I ordered that. I ordered Jeff Jarrett and Danhausen. So, um, Zombie posted a picture of the Dino with some other toys of the 90s. He looks like he fell right out of Hasbro Series 1. Um I'm excited, man. Like I, I am really excited for this line and the future of it. it. It seems like my excitement died down a lot for this, and that's not intentional. It was just simply because okay, we had all these announcements, but nothing in hand, right? So, right, it's it's like okay, like awesome, great. That I mean, like he just signed Big Bully Busick. Like I know Jason Wolf did that custom last year, which was awesome, but. I never thought I'd see a licensed Big Bully Busick figure, you know, like, what? 
And right. But I mean, he's he's got some deep cuts, and he's diving into the ECW guys and and the classic WWF guys. It's kind of both my jam right there. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I think uh, and I think series two when we start seeing more of those are going to look even better. Like that Andre looks awesome. The Brody looks awesome. So I don't know, man. I think this is this is going to be a lot of fun. I do too. Um, I don't want to say we fell for the hype, uh, but there was a big hype train behind it. But like you said, after we've fallen into our own like complaints, like yeah, that I call it the Amazon Prime world, where when you order something, if it's not here in two days because of Amazon Prime, you're just like, what the heck? And granted, I knew it was a pre-order. You knew it was a pre-order. Do you we knew remember, real quick, do you remember back in the day, like ordering something and just checking the mailbox every day because there's no tracking? Yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> took real nine life. months for your mail-in figure to come in because, mm-hmm. like, it just did because they had to take your check out of an envelope and then take that check to make sure it cashed. Yep. And then take it to the deposit. Oh, yeah. Make sure the check right. cleared. Right. Uh, the good old days. Like, but no, I, I'm getting excited as well. I saw the Dino. Um, and Dino and Earl were two that I just wasn't really, like, I, they were the two that I was least excited for. Uh, but seeing Dino next to like the Kevin Costner Waterworld figure and the Police Academy figure, it just fit. And, you know, uh, kudos to Zombie for uh, making it look good. Uh, The real test will be um, how often these are released as well as will the quality stay up to par for first series or will we kind of see like a not a rapid decline but you know maybe we won't get as many details next time of like shades in the hair or sure you know details in the trunks or something like that so that'll that'll be i i think his his test of time with these figures i did notice that big bully busick had kevin sullivan's legs and Dino's torso and arms. Yes. And here's my thing on that. Like, here's the big difference between Retro Mattel and Hasbro. Hasbro, I felt like they reused parts when it made sense. Like, you know, like, okay, you could use the Hogan legs for Sid. That that works, right? Right. Or you could you reuse uh, the Tatanka body. Or, I'm sorry, the Texas Tornado body for Tatanka trunks and the, tassels. Yeah, I mean relatively similar physique and style. It's like, okay, you can see that. The Kurt Henning body or Mr. Perfect body works for Scott Steiner. Uh, Rick Steiner was a Greg Valentine torso with smashed legs. Like like it but I mean they even had the stubble on there from the from the metal studs, but like And Rick Flair, Rick Rude, and one two three kid are all the same. Right, exactly the same figure. El Matador was Jake. But I feel like Hasbro didn't 
and this is not the case in all of them. Like the smoking guns are kind of a little bit di- a different story, but that was also the last wave. So I give them a little bit of leeway there, but like, look at Skinner, for instance, Skinner was a very underneath character, but every part of that figure was brand new. Right. Because, and never reused again. Right. Because he had the, the, uh, the flannel shirt and it was kind of cut up, you know, the one sleeve was cut up and it was kind of half tucked in and, Half buttoned up. He had the the knife on the on his pants. He had the boots, the brown boots, and the jeans on, and the hat. And, and it's Skinner. They went that far for Skinner. The Nasty Boys, Legion of Doom, like they're all like brand new, never before used parts. So I feel like if Zombie takes that approach, it's a good thing. Like King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang having the same torso makes sense, right? Right. Reusing it where they where it works, but not like Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. That sucked, you know, because they basically like, oh, we'll just do Samoa Joe in a shirt. It's like, um, why? Oh, I get it. So you can repaint this completely. Every jumper in the Mattel retro line was the same figure. Yes. Just with a different head. Yeah, exactly. The exact same figure. They didn't change anything. Um, like... To me, like that was what was again what was great about Hasbro, different arms. Like, I I don't recall too many times where they. I mean, sometimes an arm would get reused, but like Brutus Beefcake's arms were never the same because he had the gloves. Right. You know, Snooka had the the that wide hand and the I love you hand and and stuff. So like, yeah, there were times they did reuse stuff, but it always worked to me. It never was like. The smoking guns, I think, were the only time where I'm like, wait a minute, because of how they painted the jeans. Right. But again, it's the last series, so it's a little bit different. They were just, you know, they knew that was the last series, and really it was just, let's get rid of the parts, and we're going to move on to whatever license we just signed. Exactly. Well, that pretty much wraps up everything I was going to talk about. What about you, Travis? Anything that you're excited for? Yeah, a couple, couple things. Um one of them, it's, uh, I'll say it's a very uh, Costco Reeves heavy on things that I'm excited about. Um, You're a big Sasha fan. That's not a shocker. I am. But it's it's the crossover, man. It, it's just really cool that, like, Mattel and Hasbro are making the same person as a figure. Like, that doesn't happen very often in toys. Has that days. ever happened before? Well, I was going to say Sergeant Slaughter, but he couldn't make a LJN because he went over to Hasbro. So true. Like, has it? As soon as I say no, someone's going to be like, "Ah, well, this." But well, it, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Like, you must answer this question. But I think it's, it doesn't happen very often, right? I mean, someone who is actively in a major, like even The Rock, like has he even had like any? action figures that weren't the rock besides maybe a Funko pop here or there. Um, I mean, maybe Cena cause he had that peacemaker figure recently. Oh yeah. Cena had, and he still got, um, a figure. What, uh, one of rocks recent movie had action figures, but they were only like three and three quarters. I don't know if it was like the jungle trip or Jumanji. Jungle Cruise, he had, he had something, and they weren't now they special weren't, though. Yeah, it wasn't like Mattel elites like 
and and it wasn't labeled as the rock it was labeled as whatever his on-screen sure person was but uh they uh they announced today in the new little three and three quarter vintage line that uh Costco is getting a uh three and three quarter figure so you know we've got the star wars black figure that came out and now we're getting the classic three and three quarter which is really cool it's got her regular head, the mask, and a couple guns, and her backpack. So I assume this will be a must-buy for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be my first. Star, well, my second Star Wars purchase. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of of her and and everything that she does, and I think that it's, like I said, just a cool crossover and something something cool to put on the shelf. Um. And uh, also with that. Hot Toys and Sideshow Collectibles announced a doll, since we're on the topic of dolls this week, a uh, Hot Toys uh, one-sixth, like deluxe, uh, Costco Reeves with a head sculpt. And, you know, these are the nice. super expensive, super detailed. We've all seen them at the comic conventions and toy shows, like, Highly articulate, highly detailed figures. Um, you know, these figures are normally made for the Lukes, the Hans, but, you know, that she's made the popularity or rose in popularity, even in the Star Wars scene, to get multiple figures is is crazy for a wrestler, let alone, you know, I don't know, like a movie star. So Sure, sure. I think that's pretty cool. And uh, on the topic of Hot Toys, because we haven't really talked Hot Toys very much, but uh, they I, th- are- I think it's because it, that's you know more higher in line. It's not something I'm super familiar with. I do know what they are, but that's probably more your jam than mine. If that if that would be my assumption there, but I like them, but I just can't collect them because they're so expensive. The, right. it, it, but it, they, but then every once in a while when I see one, I'm like, all right, now that's a good one. Right. And this one is, um, they are doing, uh, it's called Classic Spider-Man. And it's just your, the title says it all. It's your classic comic Spider-Man and the red and blues. Uh, it's not based on any specific movie, cartoon comic or like specific comic artists it's just spider-man so the reds and the blues are just very bright very vibrant um and i'm probably gonna add it to the collection just because it's like it's spider-man and you know we we all you guys all know my like love and affection towards spider-man and to see like it's to me it's the epitome of a one sixth like twelve inch Spider Man figure. It will not get any better than that. So um am I gonna get it? No. Well, I don't know. Do I want it? Yes. So uh my birthday's in April first, guys, so if anybody wants to uh you know, make a charitable donation. <laughs> I'll give you a shout out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, I, I'm 
highly, highly debating that one just because it's, like I said, it's not specific to any movie. It's not like Toby or Garfield or, you know, the Hot Toys really hits the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they do such great likenesses. And the fact that it's just sure the comic Spider-Man just hits home with me. Well, and I think it's it's cool to have all these other companies, these high-end companies, like Storm Collectibles, like their Mortal Kombat figures. Like, they're incredible, but they're very expensive. But it's one of those things where, you know what? Like, I know Jason Wolf has mentioned this before. He's like, I want the end-all, be-all. Like, that's the last, like, whoever this character is, a figure I'd ever need to buy. And yep. unfortunately, that doesn't always happen with collecting because we always want to collect more, right? Like... If they the re- next big, the next big thing, or next greatest thing. If they reboot He Man in three years, we'll probably rebuy them all, right? I mean, like just right. what we do. But I, I kind of get what he's saying. Like, once you buy that Scorpion figure, you never need another one because it's perfect. You know, I'm like, yeah, no, I agree. Right. I think that's cool. But, um, but I also think we all collect differently. And I'm more of a like I like to collect. I'm not a completionist, so to speak, but I like to collect full lines as much as I can. So. Right. That's where I've always stayed away from the high-end ones because it's like, ooh, that would get way expensive way quick. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I don't – I've got one, but this one's just this one just hits right there so close to home for me where it's like oh, – this one I'm willing to make my own exception for, if you know what I mean. Sure. Like I, I won't have to buy another Spider-Man because – that's it. That's the Spider-Man that, that I, exactly like Jason said, like, that's what I need and I'll be good. And I will never, ever, ever. Well, until maybe the next amazing holographic Spider-Man action figure comes out when Gavin's my age. I, <laughs> so no, I, never, I'm you can never say never. This is true. This is very, very true. Awesome, man. What about anything else you're excited for now? That's it, man. Well, I guess if it's about that time to transition to what we are finding on the pegs. So um, I've done a little bit of shopping here and there. Nothing too crazy. Haven't found a lot. I did want to mention this because we've kind of been very Marvel heavy on this episode, which is not intentional. But I have been seeing this on the pegs, Travis. The first wave of the uh, Marvel Legends 3 and 3 quarter line has been showing up again. Like Hulk, Spider-Man, Captain America. So... If you guys missed out on those, keep your eyes peeled. They're showing back up. Yeah, that was an Easter. That was almost a year ago when those first came out. That was like an Easter release last year. Um, I've seen those as well as as well as the hard ones to find that nobody, like your Hulk, Captain America, and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen those as well. Yeah, it's still... It's one of those things when I see those, I'm like, man, these are cool. But I'm a loose collector, and I don't feel like out of the package these would be as impressive as they are in the package. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. The best thing about that is the the card art and the, the file and everything on the back. Yeah, and so I, that's kind of what's gotten me to. And, like, they have the cutout card on the back, which is awesome. But I'm like, to do that, I have to destroy the box, you know, uh-huh. or the card. I don't know. It's just it's one I have to kind of talk myself out of because I just I was at a Target today and I picked up a Spider Man and I'm like, ooh, that is nice. 
but I ultimately had to put it back down and try to focus on on what I want to collect other than other than that stuff. What else have you been seeing? Well, let's see. Um, I saw a. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week. If I didn't, I, I think I thought I did, but I saw the Thalog of you know the Goliath variant from mm-hmm. Gargoyles. Um, I didn't pick it up. It was cool, but I'm like, yeah, it's just a variant. I mean, literally, it's just different colors. Same figure didn't do a lot for me. Um, other than that, it's kind of the same old stuff, you know, the same, like, you know, Santana and Ortiz, Scorpio Sky. Um, I did see, like, three Triclops today of from the uh, Revelations line. Wow. So you made the gamble that you were going to hope to find that later on. I think you'll be in luck. I... I think we will, and you know, I, that that's a little bit of a spoiler because I actually got back out for the first time in a handful of weeks. Well, and one more thing, I'll, I'll bring up, and this is not really something I found, but something I got. I got a uh, shipment from the one and only Jason Wolf in this week. Oh, um, I got. I did too, actually. The, yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, well, I'll, leave, I'll let you talk about the exclusive because we both got that, but. I, I got the uh, the January release, which was the Miller Time Jesse Ventura, um, plus a couple of uh, newsletter exclusives, which were Ric Flair and Tito Santana. Let me start off with this Tito Santana. This thing does not get enough love because I know Tito was kind of a bit more of a bland character. I mean, like his entrance was like a Tito Santana T-shirt, right? Like it wasn't came out and he did a Reba and that was it. And that was just it. But Tito was awesome in the ring, but he just didn't have a lot of character to him. So this figure, the, he did the most character that Tito Santana had was Bobby Heenan and the flying burrito. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and that's horrible nowadays, but like, uh, Hey, it was what it was though. Right. <laughs> I mean, Oh my gosh, gorilla. He just hit it with the flying burrito. Will you, you stop? stop? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, he, you know, of course, he's got a signature white trunks, white boots, white knee pads. But he has the red lightning bolt on the boots and the uh, sombrero on the back of the tights, which is like, wow, that is awesome. It's just an amazing looking figure. It looks like it's right out of like Hasbro Series 2 or something, you know, it would have fit in perfectly with those. And then the Ric Flair is amazing as well. And, but I, I also got to bring up the Miller Time Jesse Ventura. This was the January figure. This was a deep cut for sure because... I didn't even remember this, but back in like 88, 89, Jesse Ventura was in these Miller Lite commercials where he would wear this like special getup that said, tastes great because he was really heavily promoting Miller Lite. And he actually had a Lite-O-Mania belt that he would wear or hold in these commercials. And Jason was able to uh, commission someone to make the belt. So you get classic Jesse from that commercial, that look. You know, the shirt that says tastes great, it's got the gauntlets and the light Omania title, which is the first ever exclusive chop shop title belt. So it's a deep cut for sure. It's probably not for everybody, but it was an amazing piece. Um, got all those in, but also I got in the um, yearly exclusive. We're signing up for the, uh, the chop shop initially. And uh, Travis, you got that as well. So I'll let you kind of take it from here. I did. We got the... Davy Boy Smith. Um, there were a few different to choose from. Um, I chose the 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 trunks, not to be confused with tights. 
and with the uh, the the frills or the tassels on the on the boots. Um, great looking bulldog figure. It's kind of like his. I forget. Did he wear? Did he wear this in the Rumble or did he wear this at Wembley? Rumble '95? Uh, yeah, Jason chose this specifically because. It was kind of timed with the Royal Rumble. He wore this at the 95 Royal Rumble, which was the year that they, it looked like he won. They even played his music, but Shawn Michaels came in and kind of stole it at the end. Yeah. When he did that singles run, his he wore so many, well, not so many, but like his tights changed on and off and on and off, and it's like I couldn't quite remember the exact moment, but like – I was uh, definitely glad I picked it. I, uh, as a kid, I loved Davy Boy and I loved the running power slam. Like, and I was so excited when I thought he won that rumble. And then that, that just horrible Shawn Michaels <laughs> followed the rules as a heel and only let one of his feet hit the floor skin the cat and killed the dog there there it was uh but yeah it was um it was a great figure in an awesome piece because you know we had a british bulldog in the hasbro line before uh but this was a totally different era so jason killed it as he always does we were both happy to have that in the collection but that's pretty much all i got man what about you what were you finding out on the pegs um not a lot has changed, uh, but I, I did get out for the first time in about two and a half, almost three weeks. Um, I did find, uh, as much as I've talked about it, I finally found Revelations Series 3. Uh, oh, nice. The boxes were mangled, uh, but it was cool to finally see them. And I saw Savage He-Man and Orko. Um, wrestling wise, nothing really new wrestling wise, uh, a lot of the new legends line, like nearly nine to 12 of each of them. Yeah. Which, those have been crazily stocked, um, on an end cap of all things. And it's like, they're stacked deep. So bunch of hurricanes, bunch of boxing, Bob's triple H, um, just, yeah, kind of weird seeing so many of them. Um, no new AEW. Um, I've seen some sporadic uh, new Spider-Man line. Uh, I've seen like Hammerhead and uh, Shocker. Yep. But I haven't seen any of the actual like Spider-Man variants or Hobgoblin. Um, Try to think what else uh, that, Oh, the new Stridor, the mm. for origins, the, the mechanical horse of uh, the new, like not a playset, but kind of vehicle, if yeah, you sure. will. Uh, so that was cool seeing that. Um, nothing new NECA. Nothing really new. Funko Pops. Um, and then I did see uh, all three Series 2 McFarlane 
Batman 66, you know, Trunks, Batman and Joker mm-hmm. with, with the Riddler. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on those? Any, any idea of possibly getting, I, I was reading that apparently, um, earth, I think it was, they said earth, a kit, they, they can make Catwoman versions of her, but whoever played Batgirl, they can't get the rights. So they will never be able to make her. Oh, I can't think of her. I know I, I, Barbara Eden, maybe, no. maybe, but that's what sucks. It's like, man, I hate that there's already holes in this line, you know, like not that bad girls like a end all be all, but it's like, I want commissioner Gordon. If they're going to do this, I want chief O'Hara. I want King Tut. I want Alfred. You know, I want the goons, well, you know, here's a, here's a question. And maybe the question can never be answered. But can we get a Batgirl, but just not unmasked? Because if she's masked, yes, it. it I mean, it's still just a '66 Batgirl figure, but it doesn't show her face. Well, that's kind of like I was initially thinking, absolutely not. But they did that with Casey Jones, right? Yeah, I mean, Neca did. It's yeah, because then that first one they didn't pay the the actor. So, I mean, I don't know if that necessarily means we won't get it. We just may not get an unmasked variant because then they would have to do to her likeness. But, I mean, DC owns Batgirl. Yeah. So, I, I I would like to see it. Um, but maybe even with uh, with the new Catwoman, we can, we can get – because I think there were three uh, – Julie Newmar – played Catwoman and a cup someone else and Eartha Kit. So yep. maybe we get a, a, a let's get a Catwoman box set. All three Catwomen. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. I want the there's two different Mr. Freezes. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Funko actually did a I think I talked about this before, but they did a a small line of these in like three and three quarter inch and they did a Mr. Freeze and they did the chase as like the other actor that played him briefly. See, that would be awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a, such a cool idea. It's like, oh, so that's a, a legitimate chase. Like, you can get this version or that version. I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, I Give think me it's George a Clooney cool and, Val, and a Val Kilmer chase. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, anything else, man? Or I feel like it's kind of we're still in that point where we're waiting on restock to happen. It just hasn't quite happened yet. Yeah, I mean, that's really all that I found. Um and I, I, you know, have a lot more to share just because I was excited to to get out and actually, you know, figure hunt and look for figures. So absolutely, awesome, man. Well, uh, let's not let's not waste any more time. Let's dive into our main event and talk about some Full House. You you got it, dude. Enjoy the show. What should we do today? Have a picnic. I'll be Michelle and hide instead. Jesse, is Michelle with you? No, DJ Steph, is she over there? Not here. Duh. Guess we'll have to be without her. Hey, they'd never do that. Just doesn't seem like a picnic. Without Michelle. <laughs> Danny's family from the Full House Collection. Jesse's family is sold separately from Tiger. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is main event time here on episode 44. Travis, this might be one of the more unique main events we have ever covered. It's the Full House Dolls. Uh, upon doing some research, we learned these were made by Tiger Electronics, which is very odd to me. I was not expecting that. Um, but again, these hit at a time when Full House was probably one of the most popular shows on television. So it makes sense that we had toys, right? Yeah, I it's... You know, you've got a couple box sets. Um, you know, uh, you've got the the girls with Bob, and then you've got Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky and the twins. So we're, you know, season two, season three, like right, at the, like you said, the height of popularity. You know, the the first show on TGIF. Uh, that you come home and watch every Friday night and you know, you get that pizza hut stuff, crust pizza, you go rent your Sega or super Nintendo game. You watch some TGIF and then, uh, play your rented video game until, you know, midnight and you fall asleep in front of your TV. The nineties were a great time. Were they not? Oh man. Like I can't tell you how many times I, I did that, like, yeah, you know, because TJF was huge in the '90s. Oh my gosh, like, yeah, step uh, by step, Family Matters, Full House, uh, Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. Dinosaurs, um, Boy Meets World. Oh man, you were, dude. I, did you see that they just released a series of uh, Boy Meets World shirts on homage? I did. Yeah. I, uh, Topanga Lawrence, brother. I'm, I'm telling you, like <clears throat> her and the Pink Ranger, and like, Kelly Kapowski, and Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, that's like the three of the four teenage Mount Rushmore of the '90s. So, without a doubt, um, yeah. But but going back to to Full House here, um, it makes sense that they do a toy line. Oddly enough, doing some research, I don't know if you saw this. Mego actually did a couple of Full House figures as well. I. I did not know that. I, I'm a huge Mego fan, but it, it it was off my radar, but I'm not surprised. Mego yeah. will make anybody and everybody. There was also a Full House Tiger Electronics game, which I remember that one shocked me because it was just like, wow. I get Spider-Man and X-Men and Batman and all that stuff and sports. Those all make sense. Full House, that's a stretch. Yeah, what do you do with it, honestly? Right. Like, uh, do you stop Kimmy uh, from invading the house? Uh, does do you stop Uncle Jesse from singing? Like, what? Do you, what? How? And why? It probably had something to do with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. They were the the breakout stars from the show. But yeah, I mean that just speaks to the popularity of the show that they could cross promote it into a, a, what was mostly a boys toy electronic handheld game. The Olsen twins popularity in that time was probably second to none. Do you remember like the adventures of Mary Kate and Ashley videotapes that they had? Oh yeah. I remember my sister renting like all of those and I remember even enjoying them, you know, which is kind of, kind of in that bridge where you're like, I wasn't a teenager, but I, you know, I was old enough not to, be into that but when she would watch them i kind of liked it too you know 
Yeah, you kind of you. Oh man, you're watching Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, and then you just stand there and watch half of it and kind of yeah. like sneak into the couch to to finish it up. Right, and they were they did a ton of movies, um, so much stuff. I don't think they even act anymore, which is kind of kind of crazy how that went. But um, interestingly enough, Full House was one of the lines that made me want to start collecting Funko Pops. Because I thought, wow. Why? Well, and my thought was, if they ever do Full House, I will want all of those. And honestly, I stand by that. If they ever make Full House, those would be ones I would want to get. I mean, they've got. Well, now that you've spoken into existence, like you did the Office Pops, and three hundred variations later, right? There are now going to be Full House Pops, at least Fuller House, maybe because of the the Netflix. Uh, show. Interestingly enough, when that first was announced and hit, um, I remember me and Bane were very excited to watch it. And yes, I think it was a case of, you know, rose colored goggles or whatever it is they say, where it's like you remember it differently than it actually is. And you watch that first episode. That first episode's fun because it's like a reunion episode, most mostly. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of just becomes a second version of full house and it's the same campiness and you're just kind of like, well, this is kind of goofy. You know what I mean? I don't know if you thought that where it's just like, okay, like it's the same stuff. And you kind of realize in that moment, how campy this show actually was. Right. Uh, they even had the token wrestling episode. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was, I, I've watched, the first two seasons of it, and I, I haven't. I think there's a third. There's like five seasons. Have, ooh, then I'm I'm like three behind because I've only watched the first two. So I, I got to the point where they introduced Kimmy Gibbler's boyfriend, Jimmy Gibbler, and he was dating Stephanie. And I don't know something about that. I just I kind of like okay, this isn't very good anymore. Like he's kind of I just kind of lost interest, I guess. Well, when it's you know, the campiness of the nineties as an adult. Right. You, it's easy to, to tune it out. Right. Exactly. But uh, again, I think it's fun that there are full house toys. You know, um, I remember seeing these at Walmart one time, only one time. And there were two box sets. These particular ones we're talking about. And it was like you mentioned, it was Danny Tanner and he came with the three girls, DJ, Stephanie and Michelle. And then the other box set was, Uncle Jesse, Aunt Becky, and then the two twins, Nikki and Alex. Nikki and Alex. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, but, forgot, I forgot their names. But I remember upon looking at these, I was kind of going through all the boxes like, well, where's the Joey figure? And up on the top corner, it said, get your mail-in Joey doll. And I remember at the time thinking, well, why wouldn't they just do a third box set with Joey? Kimmy Gibbler, DJ's boyfriend Steve, and Comet the dog. Right? Like, easy. Perfect. I never got why they didn't do that. Or honestly, if they wanted to just kind of do like a a mashup, throw in Steve Urkel as like the fourth character, because he did a crossover episode one time. Yeah, he showed up a handful of times. Like, that would be uh, you know, we have fantasy booked figures before. Like, why Tiger Electronics did not call Young Breaker 
to get your opinion on this. My DMs I, are I, open, fellas. Where we're yet? Right. Send, <laughs> send the send the boy a letter or a postcard or something. Something. Come geez. on. Call Come him on. long distance. I'm over here just Let, throwing out these fire ideas, and you're just sleeping on every one of them. But I mean, to to their defense, it is the early '90s, and mailaways were definitely still a thing. Mm-hmm. And my guess, without looking at it, you probably needed two UPCs or your two proof of purchases. And what does that mean? You have bought the entire line of figures to get your Joey doll. You bought eight dolls to get one free Joey doll. I would imagine it's two proofs of purchase and like money. It probably wasn't free. Yeah, probably your shipping. You probably had to throw in probably only a buck or two because shipping wasn't near as expensive as it is right now. No. Um, but again, I it was one of those things because I hadn't seen these that often. I kind of wondered, like, do those still exist? Are those still a thing? Um, oddly enough, I, I just looked them up on, on uh, eBay. A in-card or in-box Danny, Michelle, DJ, and Stephanie set is uh, currently going for $115 or best offer with free shipping. Whew. Then they also have a set with uh, <coughs> Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky with the twins going for $55 at zero bids. Um, have mercy. I, I, I'm kind of wanting to see the Joey one, if anyone had a mail order Joey. <coughs> because wouldn't that be worth a lot? I mean, it's a mail order. It's a mail order. and How many people really did it? Like... I know that people did it for Star Wars and starting lineups and G.I. Joe and even Masters. But, like, did you really did, – did they really do it for this? It, it's hard to say. Uh, so I, I, go, I typed in Full House Joey mail away. Nothing popped up. I just did Full House Joey. I'll do Full House Joey doll. Uh, not finding anything, so he probably doesn't exist. Well, that's the thing. Like, if if no one bought these, does this even exist? Let oh, us and know. also too, if you Who's sent off for it, that... Joey doll out there. Well, I mean, if you sent off for it, does that even mean that you got it? Um, good question. Who knows? I. Yeah. I, I I don't have an answer. I'm yeah. even like vaping for this one. It's like I got nothing. Got nothing. That's kind of crazy to think. Um, but yeah, that's the full house line. There's not a lot to, to dive into there. Um, but I'll put you on the spot. If they made a line of Funko Pops, are you diving into these or no? <sighs> they would be a game time decision. Game time. I'd decision. have to see them. Yep. I I I know. I I joke with uh, Eric from. Uh, doing the favor, um, and we say it's a game time decision, but like, I'd have to see all of them at Target or Walmart, and I'd have, it'd have to hit me, like, right on payday. Yeah. And nothing else you want. Exactly. And I'd be like, oh man, there's Joey and Uncle Jesse, and, you know, then I would, you know, do it. And, you know, maybe we get a 
wake up San Francisco t- uh, double pack with or rush hour know, renegades. Yeah, like would I get it? The stars would have to be in alignment, but for sure. Uh, like I said, it, it'd be a game time decision. I'd have to see him, and then I'd go from there. Well, it is. I think it's about time to announce our our main event for next week, which will be episode forty five. And we had another poll up on the Twitter machine. Of course, this one featured Plato, X Men series two, the original Toy Biz line, Austin Powers from McFarland, which is kind of an odd one to throw in there, and then the Funko Savage World horror horror line, which uh you know was like Michael Myers and all those characters reimagined, almost He Man style. So I mm-hmm. thought we had some fun stuff there. Um, Plato, I thought, kind of fell in line with this, where it's just such an odd choice, but there's so much to to dive into with that. Yes. Um, oddly enough, the one that won was not what I was, I was expecting. Um, X Men Series Two pulled out a victory um, with 38 percent of the votes, um, and oddly enough, second place is Austin Powers. I know Drew Vinsel, a good friend of the show, really wanted that one. Actually, was in the lead for a while, and then eventually got uh, bumped out by uh, X Men. Uh, Funko Savage World. Came in third place with 17%. Austin Powers had 30%. X-Men had 38 if I didn't announce that. And then last place was Play-Doh with 15%. I know Steve Hoker voted for Play-Doh, which I thought was fun. Um, but yeah, he, I probably thought, ate, he probably ate Play-Doh before voting. <laughs> he probably did. He's like, ooh, it's salty. <laughs> He's like, hmm, why does the blue Play-Doh taste like red Play-Doh? I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, Steve. Absolutely. But uh, I love the X-Men line. I'm excited to dive into that. Uh, what are your thoughts on these other lines? Are there some that you would have rather talked about instead? Um, happy that it's X-Men because this is when that line turned from the comics and started to be heavily influenced from the cartoon, the animated series. Exactly. Um, so that's going to be fun to talk about. Um Honestly, I would have loved to talk Play-Doh uh, just because having two youngsters the past few years, I have been reintroduced to Play-Doh sure. and have played a lot of Play-Doh. And I really did like that Funko horror line because uh, Funko did that. Um, DC, they did some DC characters. They did Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Like Street that Fighter. Whole, yeah, Street Fighter. Um, they even did. Uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? There was a like a. I about said Cole the Conqueror, but that wasn't like it. Zorn, is that you're thinking of? Zorn. Yeah, they did two Zorn figures, um, which was awesome. Like, I they did I, Mortal Kombat I, as well. Yes, uh, I felt like that line was uh, was great. So uh, hopefully we can cover some of those or maybe like a catch-all uh, of that line in the future. But I, I definitely would have liked to, to talk about those two. Um, not an Austin Powers fan. Uh, send your hate tweets to at Brian Breaker. Not, definitely not T. Fowler uh, one. But uh, just I I was too young for Austin Powers, and then by the time I was too old, it became too campy. 
Um, it was an acquired so, taste for a very short period of time, for sure. Yeah. But these figures so, did look good, like if we're just basing it off of that. Oh, uh, anything McFarlane does, they knock out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, And there were uh, multiple variants based on if you went to Hot Topic. There were right. tame versions at Toys R Us. Like, uh, they had that crazy McFarlane bubble which was like the original Marvel Legends bubble that was like hermetically sealed and soldered together and even scissors couldn't cut the edge off. Like it was crazy, but uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get back to them as well. Yeah, I I think so. There's a lot of fun choices there, Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to dive into X-Men series two. We haven't dove into a lot of series two, so I'm excited to dive into that one. And uh, the X-Men figures were, were great obviously. So, uh, that will be coming up next week. And, of course, we have some shout-outs to uh, throw out there. Of course, I'll throw out to uh, to Doing the Favor, Eric and Barry. We love those guys over there. Check out their show. They drop a couple episodes a week usually. Me and Travis were just on recently doing some watch-alongs. I know uh, Drew Vensel has been on as well. So check out Doing the Favor. Uh, check out Jason Wolf and all the stuff he's doing, including his artwork, the chop shop, all that great stuff. Um Super fun guy to talk with. He was actually on a recent episode of You Know It's Fake Right as well. So check that out. Um, what else do we have? Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at A Chair Shot. He'll be coming up on an, a future episode of You Know It's Fake Right. Uh, really fun guy to talk with. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another great one. Check that out. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our, our buddy Richard and his friend Matt talking horror films. And uh, finally, catching up with Aaron and Daniel with my good buddy, Aaron Anders. And that's what I got for shout-outs. What about you, Travis? I want to shout-out to uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff with one F, Scott with one T, I mean two Ts. Uh, (laughs) Check them out every Sunday on the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, Scott has a side project with Eddie and Adam. Uh, They have just recently uh, hit 100 episodes. So shout out to the Drunk Wrestling History Podcast. Uh, Quite a feat. That's awesome. Yeah, what started out during COVID, uh, or right at the very beginning of COVID, uh, has turned into two years, and that's crazy. So shout out to those guys. Uh, Shout out to uh, Scarjo's with Ryan Chuck and Grub uh, covering all of your 80s uh, podcasts, 80s podcasts, listen to me, all of your 80s properties, it's a P word, give me a break guys, Uh, and uh, last but certainly not least is the Open Your Toys podcast, Uh, they have an audio, they have a YouTube channel, check them out, give Rock a hard time. Tell him uh, Travis and Breaker sent you because he's an awesome dude. Absolutely. Some great stuff to check out there. And then, of course, my other podcast, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour every Sunday. You know it's fake right every Monday with a special guest. And then, of course, uh, check out the official TV Toycast shirt over at whatamaneuver.net. In fact, I uh, have on pretty good authority, we're going to have a second T-shirt very soon. We are a second shirt. We are, you know, at the tail end of uh, of winter, but 
you know, here in Ohio, winter really goes to about April or May now, depending on, you know, how things go. So we might be able to sneak a hoodie in here soon. But uh, we've got a second design uh, coming, um, and I can't wait to uh, show you guys. Absolutely. I'm, we haven't seen it yet, but the idea will be fun. It's pretty easy to figure out if you uh, think about the name of our show, but I, I think everyone will dig it. That will be coming up very soon on whatamaneuver.net. And, of course, <coughs> you can pick up the Arachnaman or Gobbledygooker figure from us. Just uh, shoot us a message. We'll kind of go through that process. It's a 3D resin printed figure uh, you can paint yourself. It's an amazing thing. we got more coming. We're very excited about these. These are so much fun. And a really cool way to add to your Hasbro collection uh, if you're into the customs, which some people are not, which we totally understand, but it's a really fun thing. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, it, we, uh, we, we have more ideas than we have time and or resin. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you've got ideas, uh, let us know because we're always looking for, you know, sometimes we get tunnel vision and get so, uh, fixated on our own ideas that, you know, we forget some of the basic stuff. So, uh, you know, hit us up. Maybe we can work something in, slide something around and, and go from there. Fun, fun fact. I'll give a little, little story here. Me and Travis, before we started recording this, fleshed out an idea, um, for a tag team. I won't say too much more than that other than like they have very different bodies. And so, Travis pretty well was like, no, well, we can do it because of this, this, and this. And then his exact words were, now I want to do that now that we know how. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I do too, but we need to, we need to be patient, I guess, you know, cause it's a, it's a process from, cause even when the gift figure's done, then it's like printing it and painting it and all that other stuff that you have to work on. So it's very easy to be looking way far into the future as opposed to, uh, right then and there. But, uh, we're, we're excited about it, and we hope you guys enjoy it. I know a few people have picked up Arachnaman, and they all seem to really love it. So um, Gooker, I think, will be even a bigger hit because it's amazing and obviously a huge omission from the original Hasbro line, which would have been fun. And some of the other ones we got are a little bit different. Some of them are way outside the box. Some are you know, completely in that Hasbro era. So it's all going to be different for everybody, but I think everyone will enjoy it. Yes, I couldn't agree more. So that's all I got, you guys. Thank you for joining us here on the TV Toycast. And uh, we will see you guys in the toy aisle. Take it easy.